1: Today on the show, we have Caitlin Clampett, and she is with Amazing Lash Studio. Welcome, Caitlin.
0: Thanks so much for having me.
1: Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Um, As I said before, you're a franchisee with Amazing Lash. Tell us a little bit about Amazing Lash.
0: Sure. So, we have over 250 locations nationwide, and we are the studio to come and get your lash extensions done. We have the best quality products. We have the most highly trained lash stylists. And we've also branched out into brows, doing brow waxing, tinting, lamination. Um, We really own the whole eye area. So it's, it's something that we as women, we get hooked on. And it's Uh, A little something special we can do for ourselves that that make a really big difference in how we look and feel.
1: Now, uh, we talk a lot on this show with franchisors, and sometimes we talk to franchisees. And whenever I talk to a franchisee, I'm always curious about the journey to become a franchisee. Can you share a little bit about that story?
0: Absolutely. So for the last 12 years, I've been helping my husband uh, manage and run our PR firm. So long story short, my husband's uh, 19 years in the military, and we met right after he came back from Afghanistan. He knew he didn't want to go back into corporate America and all the stress and, uh, you know, just working for somebody else after having such a crazy life experience like being in Afghanistan in a war zone. And so we set out to create our own veteran-centric organization. We do a lot of PR and marketing for veteran campaigns. And it's been an unbelievable journey. Learned so much about business ownership and being a leader, hiring, um, being customer-centric, all of the things. And I love it. It's absolutely what I'm meant to do. I can't imagine ever working for somebody else again. Um, But truth be told, it was my husband's business. And as much as we're married and we did everything together, I really was yearning for something of my own. Um, And I was noodling around some ideas. You know, trying to come up with that million dollar idea or that cool new product or service that's not out there. And it wasn't coming to me. At least it hasn't come to me yet. And I started exploring franchising because it's, you know, the best way to be an entrepreneur without having to take on so much risk, um, having a playbook given to you so as long as you sort of follow the rules and you're smart and you can you know you can be as involved or not as actively involved as you want and it was a really good match for for what I want to do with my career at this point so I, again I started talking to a bunch of franchise organizations and ironically at that same time, well Viz reached out to me, and I had been a customer at Amazing Lash Studio for four years at that point. I had been a member, I knew the brand inside and out, I was hooked, I loved it. I was there every two weeks. And it was like the perfect storm. Um, So I flew out to Denver, met with the whole team, They wowed me. I said, if I don't (laughs) buy into this franchise, I want to come join your corporate team. Um, That's how much I just loved everybody and was really impressed. I purchased six licenses to own and operate Amazing Lash Studios. And I've opened three in the last year.
1: Now, talk about the very beginning of this when you're like your husband chose kind of creating something from nothing. He yeah. he didn't choose the franchise path. He said, I'm going to build this and uh, they will come kind of strategy. Exactly. right? And uh, you saw that work for 19 years, and then something inside of you said, you know what? I would rather go with somebody who has already kind of built a playbook, and I can just kind of plug and play my way into this, and I know I'm going to work hard. I know I'm going to give it my all, and I'll do whatever it takes to be successful, but I prefer partnering with somebody who's already kind of laid the ground so I can just go in and execute When when you had that kind of conversation with yourself or, or your spouse or your team, what happened next? Like, did you just go onto Google and said, okay, now I'm going to find a franchise. I mean, you, you mentioned you were a member of amazing lash kind of locally. And then that team reached out to you because you were probably a, a super customer. And they said, Hey, this would be a good partner. And she has some of the skills that we need in our franchisees. But did you kind of go out to the world and say, let me see what else is out there?
0: I did, I did, and actually, before I connected with Wellbiz um, and the amazing Lash brand, I had explored conversations with other um, other corporations, other franchisees. I was talking to owners, but you know, franchisees. I was talking to franchisors. Um, I was really digging into all of it. I was um, listening to podcasts and reading books and. Just trying to familiarize myself and understand what the process was and what to expect, what to look for, and really how to identify the right match for me.
1: So what was some of those kind of, um, things you learned so that you can educate some other people who are potential franchisees listening? What are some kind of things that you were like, you know what? If a brand has this, that's great. That's a, that's a must have. And if a brand does this, that's kind of a yellow flag. That's might be a red flag. So can you share a little bit about that kind of the, the go no go, uh, decision making of when you're uh, vetting a brand?
0: Absolutely. So I think you, you know, everyone is looking for something different. Everyone needs different degrees of support, um, handholding or autonomy. And, you know, so that is definitely a personal decision. You'll know when you're aligned with the right group. Um, For me, it was there were a lot of red flags. Um, things like missing meetings or being disorganized or just not on top of things. if I were asking specific questions about marketing or um, you know the fee structure or technology, you know, other brands just weren't able to give me a thorough, clear, quick answer. And all of those things were red flags for me. But I think the thing that really stood out the most to me, a couple of things. One, you need to talk to other owners. You've got to do your due diligence. And this is the number one place. If you connect and you can really go deep, you can ask these owners almost anything. Because you know, you're all part of the same club, sorority, if you will, you're all in it to win it. And people are willing to help other franchisees, um, give the, give all the tips and tricks and, you know, tell them exactly what's going on. So that was a big part of, um, figuring out what, what direction I should go in was talking to other owners going into their physical location, if that was relevant. So for me, I, I saw a whole bunch of amazing lash studios. I talked to a whole bunch of owners all over the country and that really clicked for me. I met all of the heads of the different departments from corporate. So marketing technology, um development, real estate, I, I really I re, we dug into everything. Um so it felt really, really good to me. All my questions were answered, all my concerns were addressed, and they were really transparent and honest.
1: So now you mentioned autonomy. Um and that might be confusing for some folks because in a franchise you're supposed to, you know, kind of follow the recipe. Uh how much autonomy is there in the different franchises that you explored are some kind of a free-for-all that said, look, your market's different, go UBU, you you. or others like you have to, you know, you can't fry the burgers, you got to grill the burgers. This is how we do it here.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that was another reason why I nixed a few of the other brands I explored was that there was either too much Hand-holding and I wasn't given a lot of freedom or flexibility to put my own spin on things. Or it was like the Wild West and they had no sort of um, brand standards. And you could go into one store and things were done one way and you go into another and it was a completely different service offering where their websites or social media presence were different. Um, You know, I thought Wellbiz and Amazing Lash in particular, it was a good 75-25 in the sense that 75% of things are done exactly the same in every single studio. And that 25% is where you get to put your own spin, have your fun, try different things, um, what works for you, what connects with your community, your market that makes you unique. Um, it was a good balance for me.
1: Now, did you use uh, franchise brokers? Did you use, um, you know, kind of some of the intermediaries that are out there or did you just do this all on your own?
0: I did it all on my own.
1: So you haven't had the experience of going through a franchise broker or one of the portals or one of those kind of, um, places Never- where a lot of people connect with franchises.
0: No, no, but i um, I don't know if I wish I had because I had such a good experience, and I was able to cut right through it and not have somebody um, acting as that buffer, but at the same time, you know, I had to figure everything out myself and you know, be really resourceful and read articles, books, podcasts, and you know, really put pen to paper writing down my questions and thinking through everything. So I think for people that have never owned or operated a business before, going the broker route is absolutely a smart move. Um, for myself, I think I had enough experience in building businesses that I, you know, and just that reliance on my gut um, that I, I feel pretty good about the direction I went in. So I think either way works.
1: So now when you decided to kind of go with Amazing Lash, what made you go with uh, a six-pack rather than just try one on and see if you're going to be able to make this go?
0: Yeah, so I, I knew that I wanted to scale. I didn't want to just own one. Um, I, I actually ended up owning or opening studios outside of my where I live. Um, so I live in South Florida. And we have a, a summer home in Western North Carolina. Uh, so we knew we had you know, some presence and ease of, of getting to that market, but there was nothing like this there. So that's why I, I picked that market. But I knew that I, because I wasn't going to be there every day that I needed to surround myself and build really strong teams and layers of management so I figured in this way, you know, more could almost be less for me. If I owned one studio, I wouldn't be generating enough revenue to have not just a studio manager, but, but somebody over overarching that location as well. So I opened three in six months. So really open, staff, train, boom, move on to the next. And I, I built up regional managers to help support me with all three locations. And as we grow, the costs for, for those um, you know senior level managers and regional folks will go down because I'll spread it out among multiple studios and locations. But to be perfectly honest, I also got a package deal. By buying more than five, it reduced the cost of each license considerably. And on top of that, Wellbiz offers a super generous military discount. So we were able to really tap into a bunch of ways to trim those franchise fees and I wanted to take full advantage.
1: Now, once you decided to pull the trigger and you launch is there any advice you can give a brand new franchisee in a market of how to launch successfully? Like, is this, you know, that would be different than, okay, well, biz is helping here on this side with the launch, but me as a franchisee, I have to take some responsibility and I have to immerse myself in the community somewhat to make sure that this launch, because this ultimately is my business.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you nailed it. Um, you've got to be embedded in your community. And, you know, I'd say that was my biggest challenge because I didn't live in the market where we opened our first studio in South Carolina. Um, but my team was all from there. They were born, raised, went to school, had friends, family. So I was making everybody this was a team effort and we hit the community hard we made lists of businesses to build relationships with we invited the media um, we got all of our friends and family we did a massive grand opening party um we got in, engaged with um different community organizations we partnered with charities to be able to give back um but also raise awareness um, to our organization as well as theirs. So we have really gotten involved in the community. That's what makes it fun. That's what makes it meaningful. And that's also a key component to success.
1: Now, what about some advice on choosing those initial team members? Because that they're the boots on the ground. They, they're the ones that are, are really the brand when you're launching.
0: Yeah, I would say I had a little bit of an advantage in this area just because my entire career I've been the, the recruiter. That was how I started out right after I graduated college. I was in HR and recruiting. So I have been recruiting people my entire career. So um, there was a little bit of advantage there, but I had never owned this type of business before. I've never worked in the retail or the beauty business. Um, I had a lot to learn and the best way to do it for me. Um, I did get training through, um, through the um, prep work that you do before you you launch and you open. Um, so I did get lots of tips and tricks and talking to owners about what, what worked for them when they were hiring managers, what kind of backgrounds. But honestly, I just hit the phones. I posted an ad of course, and I interviewed tons of people, but the people that I hired for my managers were all people that I found myself. I went out, I found them on LinkedIn, I cold called, I networked, I called references and flipped them to become candidates. Um, you know, I, I really just learned what was going to work by talking to as many candidates as possible. And I've been really lucky. I have built an unbelievable management team. And you know, I can't imagine doing this without each and every one of them.
1: Now when you were selecting were you going with kind of attitude first or skills first and uh, or you know if they have the right attitude you can train some of the skills or did they have to have some of these skills become the non-negotiable part and then you know we'll we'll get them kind of a built bu- buying into the culture over time
0: Yeah so when I was looking at my managers they needed to have the skills that I don't have. And so they needed to come with membership sales, retail, um, studio operations, people management. um, And of course, if they had anything in the beauty industry, lashes or anything along those lines, that was the cherry on top. Um, I needed that and I can bring other skills to the table. Um, So I needed people that were very complimentary, but outside of managers, which I, again, I think it's 50-50, they need to have killer attitude and be, you know, they just, they need to have it all. Um, But 50% needs to also be those technical skills. They need to be able to run the studio operations when I'm not there. And even if I am there, everyone else, that works in our studios, I am dead set on attitude. Attitude to me is everything. And I have been doing this throughout my career of I would every single time hire somebody that has a killer attitude. If you are humble, hardworking, um, you want to learn. You are passionate, responsible, dedicated. I mean, those are skills. You can't teach those things. I mean, maybe you can a little bit, but I really think you've either got it or you don't. But when it comes to working at the front desk or even lashing, you know, some of my most talented and successful Lash stylists came to me with just an awesome attitude and a willingness to learn. And we've put them through training. We've given them all the tools to be successful. And I'll tell you, they are more successful than people I hired that had been doing lashing for years if they didn't have a great attitude. So, attitude for me is everything. It is truly a deal breaker.
1: Yeah, we've um, interviewed over the years uh, some of the folks. Uh, at Chick-fil-A and um, some of the, the family members that own Chick-fil-A. And one of the things that uh, one of them said to me that really stuck with me is they hire people who are natural smilers. I love that. Like if you're not the smiley person, it's going to be hard for you to get a job at, at one of their locations. And and that really comes across. I mean, they don't have to train smiling, You know, that's it's just built into the person. And um, that's, uh, you know, you're almost there. If the person is smiling at you, you're you're almost had a good experience right at go. So it's a lot easier to kind of take the person that has those that right attitude and then force somebody who doesn't have the right attitude to kind of fake it
0: absolutely and and you know this isn't the job for everybody, and that's okay you know if it doesn't work out, let's part ways and let's celebrate your next career move as much as we celebrated you know you joining the team there's no hard feelings um, as long as you've got a great attitude, and that is what's going to carry you through every aspect of your life and your career so I love chick-fil-a and
1: There's a lot of good lessons
0: to learn from how they run their business that we can all employ in our businesses.
1: Now, what has been the most rewarding part of this journey for you? Having come from a business that, again, started from a blank sheet of paper to now one that had a playbook and is now kind of growing, which is, uh, I don't want to say which is more rewarding, but what is a rewarding part about this part of your life?
0: You know, I love, first of all, I think, you know, my ultimate advice is, you know, for for people considering a franchise is align yourself with something you're super passionate about. It's going to help you weather the storms. It's going to make the lows not so bad and the highs that much better. Um, So for me, I love lashes. I'm passionate about it and I love the brand. So it helps. But for me, the, the biggest takeaway, there's two, it's, it's multifaceted. I'll keep it quick though. One is just the, the teams I've built. I love these women. Um, I love the opportunities that they're tapping into and taking advantage of. That is so rewarding to me. When I was interviewing some of these gals, you know, they would tell me the stories of places they were coming from and just the lousy managers they worked for or just... Circumstances that they shouldn't have been in in a professional setting, and to give them a completely different culture, to give them a career path. I mean, these women have are coming to me with goals. They're paying off student loans. They're saving up to buy houses. They are um, putting themselves through beauty school and you know, transitioning from the front of the house to the back of the house. I love the opportunities that are available to them. And it is so exciting and worth everything to see them thriving in their lives and their career. And then on the flip side, the customers, I mean, you know, I know the concept of lash extensions and anything in the beauty industry can sometimes come across as a little superficial. I get it. But when you really strip it down, I have had cancer patients come in. I've had women in abusive relationships. I mean, you wouldn't believe the stories and, and the things that people tell you. And to see people give themselves an hour, two hours for themselves and to come in and then leave. I mean, talk about smiling. I know it's not Chick-fil-A, but... Our guests come out and they are grinning ear to ear. It is transformational and it's an hour and they feel great about themselves and how you look and how you feel is, you know, it goes hand in hand. And I really love giving people a place that they can come, treat themselves, some me time, some alone time, um, and, you know, really help them feel awesome about themselves.
1: Well, Caitlin, you know, the impact is real and uh, the work that you're doing is important and we appreciate you. If somebody wants to connect with you, whether it's about Amazing Lash or maybe your the PR firm you're, you work with, uh, in whatever regard, what is the best way to connect with you and learn more about Amazing Lash and the work that you're doing?
0: Absolutely. Um, I'm reachable best at email. It's Caitlin.Clampett at AmazingLashStudio.com is probably the best way to to get in touch.
1: Well, thank you again for sharing your story. Like I said, you're doing important work and we appreciate you.
0: Oh, thanks so much for the opportunity. It was, it was great to chat with you, Lee.
1: All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.